Hello everyone, this is Pastor Sid from home giving you a little message today and uh, want to know that we miss you. We miss being in our building at Faith United Methodist Church on Valley Hill Road in Riverdale. Uh, we are grateful for all of you. I've reached out to you by phone. And I know you all are uh, trying to stay safe and praying for each other as we pray for you and encourage each other. We know that there are many across this world that are suffering because of the coronavirus, and we're all trying to do our part to fight the spread of this horrible disease. I just want to add a few words to you today of encouragement from the Scripture, from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 9. As they walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We know that we live in an imperfect world, that we are all human. We discuss the origins of humankind. We look at the Bible. We look at the uh, Genesis story of creation, and people debate uh, how long those days actually were, little creation in six days or throughout eons of time of evolution. We know that science has shown us that there's a long period of time there. And, and I'm not going to debate all of that today. I just know that we are all in this same situation that we call life. And then that early picture that we see of a paradise that falls and we all become part of a fallen humanity. That's where we are today. Regardless of how we got here, we are all fallen. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We all have illness when hurricanes come and tragedy strike suddenly like tsunamis or earthquakes and hurricanes and floods and tornadoes. We see the damage, the carnage, and we ask why. People get sick, people die. These, we remember the days uh, of the AIDS uh, outbreak and we saw people dying and we wanted to blame uh, people of their sin or what we thought was their sin or behavior. Uh, we, we, we did so many things that hurt people. When we see folks that uh, things happen to a city, some folks will say, oh, that hurricane's coming to New Orleans because of the evil that was down in the French Quarter, and, and uh, the French Quarter never even got touched. <laughs> and we have to be careful how we start placing blame because we all live in the same world and we're all subject to the same tragedies. Bad things happen to good people. And there are those who seek to live the best life they can live. There is evil in this world. There's 
people in this world that do bad things. Our hope is, and as Christians, we try to be models of showing people to love God and love your neighbor, as our Jesus said, and as uh, Mr. Wesley taught us to do no harm, to do good, and to stay close to God and take care of the ordinances of God and show compassion to each other, which Jesus taught, feed the hungry, heal the sick, do all of those things. We know that many people that, uh, in the time of Jesus had the school of thought, and some probably still do, that something happens to you, bad things happen because of something you did, or uh, they asked Jesus, why was this man blind? Was it, his, was it he who sinned, or was it his parents that, that sinned? And Jesus said, well, wasn't he blind from birth? And Jesus said, it wasn't him, and it wasn't his parents. There's a school of thought that many people believe that, in the, particularly in the Old Testament, a lot of different stories come down, and you know the sins of the fathers fall on generations and what have you. Of course, you can make decisions that affect generations, and, and in that sense, I would agree. Jesus didn't give a clear answer to why these things happen. He didn't just give us a neat little package and say, okay, you know, you're a Christian, you're going to be protected or whatever, and, or if you have faith. Uh, he just says you're going to have to be the light of the world, and then good times and bad times. As I read the gospel over and over and read the scriptures and read especially the New Testament, you know, many people gave their lives uh, for a lot of reasons, and people today still do that are trying to do good. Um, people are killed on the, uh, on the interstate. People die of all kinds of diseases. And we all are caught in this thing that we call life. But we hold faith, hold strong to our faith that there's something greater than us. And personally, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ, his son. I believe that God sent his son into the world to die for our sins. That's why I'm a Christian. There are people who believe other things. I'm not their judge. Uh, there are some people who don't believe in anything. But because of our Christian belief, we're going to do what God has called us to do. We're going to strive to do what God has called us to do. And we're going to hold fast to our faith there's an old story that's told by Bill Booknight that uh, about a movie called Whistle in the Wind and a group of kids experienced the death of their pet kitten. They prayed fervently that the cat would get well, but instead it died. They couldn't understand, so they went and searched for the local vicar or pastor they found him in a tea shop taking his morning break and enjoying his tea and his newspaper. And they asked him, why did God let our cat die? So the good pastor was particularly happy that he'd been interrupted uh, over a deceased cat. But out of duty, he laid aside his paper and launched into a long, complex theological response to this question. The children stood and listened intently. And when he finished... He wished them well and sent them back 
and went back to his newspaper. And the kids walked along the way, and they were a little bewildered. And one little boy holding his sister's hand looked up and said, He doesn't know, does he? Children are very perceptive. Neither in this world will we understand all the mysteries surrounding suffering. But through God's help, we'll do the best that we can. We've all seen people suffer, as I said. We all do the best that we can do. We all try to show God's love in whatever way we can. We're tempted sometimes to judge. We're tempted sometimes to point fingers. We're tempted, and we do get in debates over right and wrong and political views and theological views. But it's kind of like the old story that King Duncan tells. And, and, and you know there's a, a thousand stories about a rabbi, a priest, and a pastor. But he tells a story of a priest that was putting particularly well. And the rabbi noticed that the priest crossed himself, gave the blessing and sound of the cross before each putt. And finally the rabbi said to his friend, would it be all right if I make the sign of a cross before I put? Sure, said the priest, but it won't do you any good. And the rabbi said, well, why not? And the priest says, simply because you can't put. Well, sometimes that's just the way it is. We just can't fix everything. No matter how much we believe or how much religion we take in or how much faith we have but we do the best we can. And so today I want you to confess your faith with me as we proclaim uh, to our belief through the Apostles' Creed. If you say it with me together, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Eternal God, creator of all, Lord, you know our frame. You know that we're but dust. Lord, we depend on you. We ask you to be with everyone in their homes, everyone with the anxiety of this pandemic, the threats that come with it. Lord, we pray for scientists and doctors and medical professionals people of faith, people caring, people reaching out to each other, that we all do our part to make sure that others are cared for. We pray, God, that the wisdom will come for the cure of this horrible virus. We pray, dear Lord, that you would be with those that sit at home. We pray that you would strengthen their bodies and guard them from harm. Lord, that you would give peace in their hearts, because you tell us, Lord, to be of good cheer. 
because you've overcome the world, that your peace that you give to us, not as the world can give, but Lord, your peace, Jesus, the peace that only you can give. And so, Lord, we ask for your hand to be with all of those, upon all of those around the world, for whatever reason of anxiety, uh, other sufferings, previous ailments, previous fears, tragedies. Lord, you know all of us. You know who we are. So we ask, dear God, that you would be with us, and particularly our little congregation here at Faith United Methodist Church. Be with our leaders throughout the world, in our government, and in other governments, and as those who seek to find the answer to this challenge that we face. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of the Good Shepherd who loves us so much and taught us to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As we leave today, I want you to leave in peace and remember the words of this old hymn that I love so much. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Lead to your God to order and provide. In every change, God faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways, leads to a joyful end. May the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.